Today, Lisa and I wanted to kind of talk to you about what's the big deal about depth and complexity. Um, you know, there's some questions I know that people are probably thinking, so what is depth and complexity and what's their purpose? Yeah, and I know um, Angie's been sending out some information because mm -hmm. she's going to do an awesome in-service for us in, the, in October. So this is kind of the backstory so that you have a little more schema. That's right. And we're going to have some links so you know more and you'll get more out of that morning this mm -hmm. way. Um, and right. then if you have questions, you can always ask us too. That's right. So a little bit of schema for it is Sandra uh, Kaplan actually created um, these icons or symbols. Um, and they're basically visual prompts that um, help transform learning. They help students think more critically and go deeper um, in their learning, um, you know, and so thinking about how are they used? Well, it's kind of like worn out jeans, okay? Um, you can dress them up, you can dress them down, but if you change the look of them, they're totally different. They don't look the same. It's it's just like if you dress up an outfit. Yeah, you add a new pair of shoes and they think you got a new pair of pants, you know? Exactly it's right. like, um, so it's kind belt, of the yeah. same thing. You kind of just... Um, look at it from a different um, way of thinking. And um, so um, basically I was listening to something this morning and it was talking about how um, you take an existing lesson. So it's not, this is not a program per se. This is something that enhances, um, adds to, gives more purpose and relevance for the students and your lesson. So you take an existing lesson and you provide a new lens for um, students. It, it makes through. the kids think deeper. And then with our overall goal, arching goal, is that they're going to start connecting these deeper thinkings in their everyday life when we're just talking about discussion or when they're reading a book, they'll right. drive the little details icon because that was where their mind is thinking. Exactly. So critical thinkers, guys. It's one of the four C's that we are always working right. on. And um, this is just another way to develop those. You know, it's allowing them to look at content, content from a different perspective. So, um, and at the end, it's always good to talk about, okay, so what would happen if? That's an unanswered question. Um, what would happen if Cinderella didn't like the prince? Mm -hmm. um, I mean, <laughs> it might know. be a divorce. <laughs> <but no. laughs> right. So, I mean, we're talking about, not like I said, it's not having to add more to what you're doing. It's actually just deepening the level of how the lesson and the objective and the experiences are for the kids. And then the kids take ownership of it because then they start utilizing those icons, not just in your class, but across all disciplines. Um, 
math, science, reading, writing, music, art, yeah. uh, everything. They're going to see it applied in their in their life, and, you know, in oh. their sports. They're going to see patterns, you know, sure. patterns of base runners. You well, know, in they multiple can look perspectives. At that. Yeah. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. you look at it from a different perspective. Oh, I didn't realize you could actually kick a soccer ball like that. Mm-hmm. Or somebody or, shows you know. Somebody coming up to bat, you think, oh, that guy didn't look like he can hit it out of the park, exactly. and then all of a sudden it goes, you know. So right. Yeah. So these are just things that the if we're going to give you some um, websites to go to. Um, one really cool website is um, Birdseed. Um, it's Ann Birdseed, and he really has a great way to talk about how to implement the lessons, um, understanding them. We also have some charts charts can't talk anyway mm-hmm. charts about um different um you know stems question stems that'll mm-hmm. help guide the thinking um and you know it it's something that gives a fresh perspective um and guides your instruction yeah. because you may not even think oh my gosh wow i didn't even realize that this was going to take you know, and what we path. what we did with the fifth grade for their extension group that right. we're doing right now with the hyperdoc is we put the icons in there. Yep. You know, we didn't come. We're not teaching all the icons. No. And Becky's doing a really good job kind of getting it explained to them. But it's there for them to think about. Oh, and I'm sure we could have added other icons sure. to those activities, Absolutely. you know, and hopefully they're thinking about that when they're right. doing that. Well, and another way to do it is if you just put the icon in your objective. Mm-hmm. I mean, if if you just put patterns up there. Okay. Well, then it just kind of gives another um, layer to what you're actually going to be thinking about, and um, this and what is, the kids are thinking. Exactly. About. It gives them like, oh, what should I be looking for? for it's going to be some kind of pattern, but I don't see a pattern yet. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so they're actually starting to kind of connect across disciplines and connect their learning and taking ownership of it. They actually take it and go, oh, I'm going to. You don't have to tell them to. So that's what's really cool about uh, depth and complexity. So there's different charts that we're going to give you. Um, there's some websites that have, um, there's a PowerPoint that actually has what they call depth and complexity frames. Mm-hmm. And I know Becky actually used those at the beginning of the year. Those are, you might ask her about them. They're really cool mm-hmm. um, because it's another tool. Um, so yeah, and the icons there for you, but then yep. that real cool one was they were showing how to use emojis for the icons. So oh, you yeah. put it right in the sentence and that, I think the kids will eat that up. Oh, yeah, I think they, that, would love that. they will take that so, and run with it for uh, sure. I know. Now we've had a lot, a lot of people listening. I know. It was like, so excited. Okay. So, um, every week we want to give you a tip. And last week we encouraged Google Classroom to be started. Right. So um, I learned, you know, and it's, we learn all the time, mm-hmm. sometimes the hard way, uh, <laughs> yes. you know, so we're going to give you just when you're assigning lessons in Google Classroom, some of the different ways, ways to do it, right. different ways. So, you know, always you want to go under the class works link. Right. And when you're doing that, you have to decide what's your why for this right. lesson, okay? Right. Is your why going to be everyone's going to turn something in? Mm-hmm. That means you have to look at everyone's right. finished product. Right. Or is it going to be one finished project where everyone has a slide right. that they put where their they work on. on? Yeah, and they work on it. And that one right there, I'm telling you, is golden yes. for you as a teacher because right. you just have to go through the slides and you know, you can grade right. them really fast that way. Right. Or if you um, want them just to have links available. Right. Okay. So 
Uh, or what, if you just want them to view something. Yeah, if you've you got, want, like the other day, I put an actual to-do list in there only because I wanted them to kind of have um, exactly what, to kind of see what they were going to be working on um, for the rest of the week. Mm-hmm. And so I had a little to-do list. I clicked it in there. It's just a view. They can go look at it. They don't have to keep coming and asking me, oh, what happens after this? They know what they're supposed to do after they complete something else. So that's okay. just a view. Yeah. And one of the things you want to do is create a topic. Okay. Yes. So my first thing, the kids, when they come in my room, it's their attendance. They have a class sign in. Yep. Me they too. Finish what day it is. And they have a little warm up question that yep. they have to answer. And so I put that as a topic class sign in and it goes at the very top. Yep. So they, they can't miss it. You can move your topics around. Mm-hmm. And, and, and creating a topic has saved me because yeah. before it was a hot mess. Oh my gosh. Well, they're all just they had to really search through all of the assignments. They weren't categorized and yep. organized. Yep. Now they're organized. Yep. So I have one that's in fractions when it's math. Sure. So all these are fraction activities. Right. Today's work is a great one. Mm-hmm. If you put that as your second one, today's work, and then the top one in there is what you want them to go on today. Right. It makes it real simple. Right. So and then once you do that and you're going to then create an assignment. assignment. Yeah. Okay. You title it. Mm-hmm. And then, and you can also at the top, um, so there's a little drop down arrow. You can actually assign it to certain students if you want only specific students to have a certain assignment. Or if you have multiple classrooms, like I do, I actually, if I'm going to do an assignment that I want all the classes to actually see or participate in, I will actually click on different classrooms to actually have that assignment. And then it goes into every classroom. Mm -hmm. So those are some little tips that, um, you know, I kind of had to find out the hard way. So, well, and you know, blessing or not, Google changes all the time, sure, all the time. And that's what you have to do because Mm -hmm. when someone complains about something, they do the research and they change it. Right. So change is good. Absolutely. So no, they usually make it for the better, but then sometimes you can't find the things that you really liked before. Right. And Mm -hmm. then if you end up, you know, like we said before, if you want each student to have a copy then when you create the assignment, after you've put the link or whatever it is you've put in there, down at the bottom, it'll say assign. Um, you can assign it. But before that, it'll actually ask you, it'll say students can view, students can edit, and then there'll be another part that'll say student, each student has a copy. When you actually have a copy for each student, their name is actually on the document. So it says make a copy for each student. Their name comes up and it goes into their drive. Yeah. And then you can also see all of them that you've assigned. So it's actually very beneficial. Yeah. And you think if it's really confusing, ask Dave McLaughlin how quickly we uh, read 64 eight papers this weekend yep. using Google Classroom sure. um, and graded them right there in there. So, but I know we try to keep it to yep. 10 minutes. It's 1030. Right. We're good. So we're good. So we are excited. We hope to hear from you. Um, give us some feedback. Give thank us you a shout out. Yep. And, uh-huh. and thank you for everybody who actually said something to us about. I know. I think we're going to have to have like a pull a prize now. We gave it to everyone before, but yeah. we're getting popular know, now. Right. So this is good. Woo-hoo. All right.